This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 409. Three Important Life Lessons from the Avengers, part two, by John Romanello of romanfitnesssystems.com. And I'm Dr. Neil Malik, reading you some of the most popular health and fitness blogs out there with permission from the authors. Now, today's post is a continuation from yesterday. So if you're new here or skipping around, I'd recommend listening to yesterday's episode first. That's episode 408. But if you're all caught up, let's jump right in and hear part two and continue optimizing your life. Three Important Life Lessons from the Avengers, part two, by John Romanello of romanfitnesssystems.com. A few years back, I was contracted to handle the nutrition for UFC fighter Uriah Hall in preparation for a fight. Most of the time, I do everything for my clients. With Uriah, I was hired only for nutrition, and that was hard, at first. My job was only that one thing, to calculate his nutritional needs and tell him how to fill them. My boy, Scott Prohaska, on the other hand, took care of the training aspect. That was his role. He designs the strength and conditioning programs. And of course, Uriah has a coach for stand-up, one for grappling, and so on. Working with higher-level athletes is one of the only situations in which a trainer or coach will be part of such a large team. Anyone who says this isn't a challenge is either a better man than I can imagine or just lying. At the start, it was very weird to sublimate the urge to make adjustments to a piece of the puzzle that wasn't my responsibility. It's limiting in some ways and liberating in others, but most of all, it makes you think and helps you learn. I just kept telling myself, be the nutrition guy handle the nutrition. Don't worry about the conditioning. Don't think about trying to make changes to the training program. My job was to look those other things over and estimating the demands training and conditioning and fight practice place upon the athlete, then to address support and recovery through nutrition. My job was to incorporate every piece of information into my assessments and recommendations, but it was not to make changes. At first, it was a real challenge. Over time, it became more and more natural and I learned a lot from the people around me, which was really the best part of the entire experience and part of the reason I signed up anyway. If you're not bound by ego, watching people do things differently is more of an honor than a burden. You just have to be open-minded and trust the members of your team, even if they do things that you haven't done. Having an understanding of the other facets helps tremendously, but at the end of the day, being part of a team means just doing your job, not all the jobs. Not only is it likely that you can't do that job as well as someone else, but trying to do so would drive you crazy and keep you from fulfilling your purpose. Perhaps most importantly, it would be detrimental to the team as a whole. The lesson here is this. In life, you can't be good at everything, but you can find people who are good at what you're not. If you surround yourself with people who help shore up your weaknesses, you're going to be more successful overall. Without sounding too wishy-washy about it, I think we can all agree that learn to appreciate others for the ways they're different from us is probably the key to world peace, or at least from stopping an army of AI-driven robots from destroying us all. Now, on to lesson number three. Iron sharpens iron. If you follow any writing concerned with self-edification, you've almost definitely heard the expression, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. This is generally used as a warning against hanging out with people who'll drag you down. Personally, I've always hated that expression. Why? Because it completely minimizes personal responsibility for your development, as well as your own contribution to that of others. Here's the thing. Yes, you are, in many ways, a product of your environment, and the people you hang out with 
are bound to have a huge influence on everything from your ambition to the way you speak and present yourself. The problem with the expression is that it completely ignores the other side of the coin. If you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with, then you're also one-fifth of the equation for each of those people and anyone else in your immediate orbit. That's why I prefer the maxim, iron sharpens iron. It's older by far, like Bible old, and means that spending time with other people makes you stronger and better, but only if they are on your level to begin with. Tin does not sharpen iron, nor does wood or gold or brass. But the thing is, iron can be used to shape and sharpen those things. Changes can still be made, things can still be built, but the relationship is one-sided. The iron is doing all the work, and the softer substance is undergoing all of the change. It is only when you have two pieces of iron, two people of similar quality, that they can really engage in a mutually beneficial relationship. The Avengers are a group for whom this is painfully true. While they're all impressive individuals on their own, it's only by spending time and working together that they improve, not only as a team, but also as individuals. Of course, the process of iron sharpening iron can have some hiccups, but it's always a worthwhile process because it helps everyone. For example, spending time with Steve Rogers has dulled Tony's arrogance. Black Widow has helped Captain America become more world-aware. Clint Barton's continued friendship repeatedly shows Natasha Romanoff there's more to her than the assassin she was trained to be. And on the more extreme side, hanging out with Tony has helped reclusive Bruce Banner come out of his shell. Each of the Avengers helps the others get better, not only because they see value in one another, but because they actually have things to offer each other. While it's tempting to think of the Avengers as being a slightly imbalanced team, the tragically human Hawkeye and Black Widow being the weak links compared to super soldiers, demigods, and rage monsters, but the fact is, every single member of the team earned a spot and has something to bring to the table. My point is, while it's certainly true you should seek to spend time with people who make you better and prune your social circle, you have a responsibility to the people you care about to be better and always be getting better. If we accept that you're one-fifth of the personal development equation for each of these people, then in order to make them better, you have to make sure that your iron is as hard as theirs and vice versa. A lot of us have the tendency to hang out with people who are a bit above us because it makes us feel cool or maybe a bit below us because it makes us feel big. But unless we're constantly striving to become better, unless we take personal responsibility for our own development, we're not going to get the most out of those relationships, and we certainly aren't going to bring our best to them. If there's one thing you take away from this piece, let it be this. Water finds its own level, and no matter how many individual drops there are, it all rises or falls together. Closing thoughts. Okay. Maybe to you, The Avengers is just a superhero movie and a long line of similar films. And on some levels, it is. But like anything else, I think that if you look at things with a critical eye, there are lessons to be learned from all great adventure stories. At the very least, they can tweak your memory and get you thinking differently about things you already knew or perhaps add a new layer to your understanding. The Avengers, like any team, is made up of a group of deeply flawed individuals. But it shows us that under the right set of circumstances, and with the right group of people around us, just about anyone can be better and make those around them better. Or if not, at least there's a ton of sweet jokes. Love that Joss Whedon wit. You just listened to part two of the post titled Three Important Life Lessons from the Avengers by John Romanello of romanfitnesssystems.com. Now John was right. 
we are influenced by those we hang out with the most. How much do they influence us? It does depend on you. I remember one of my friends from school met with me and my then girlfriend, who's now my wife, and we had been dating for a while. And she said, you and your girlfriend have very similar facial expressions. I can tell that you guys probably have been together for a while. And so yes, we tend to adopt some of the behaviors and facial expressions, if you will, of those closest to us. But what I particularly liked about what John said is, think about what we can learn from each other. Those that you hang out with probably have a number of good traits, traits that maybe you wish you had. Learn from them. Sure, those people have flaws, and those are gonna probably drive you insane, but don't forget to take that step back and think about the good that's in them. That's why you still hang out with them, right? So when your team or inner family circle or whatever it is is getting on your nerves, take that step back and maybe write down or at least think about some of the positive traits that each of them has and think about what you respect about them the most. I guarantee it'll put you in a better and more productive mindset. Now very quickly, before I go, if you wanna show some support for our podcasts, there are many ways to help out, both free and otherwise. Just come by oldpodcast.com slash support to check out those options. All right, that's enough out of me for today. I'll be back here tomorrow for a Friday Q&A show. So definitely stay tuned for that or your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this show and Optimal Living Daily, the brother podcast of this one. Literally, I'm Dr. Neil's brother. If you like the format of this show, you'll love Optimal Living Daily too, where I also read to you from blogs, but cover other topics like personal development, finance, and minimalism from bloggers like Derek Sivers, The Minimalists, Zen Habits, and many more. So for more amazing content read to you for free, come subscribe to Optimal Living Daily too, and together we'll optimize your life. You've been listening to Optimal Health Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift, as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us, and remember, your optimal life awaits.